0: All righty, let's dig into the uh, next chapter in Chinese interference in this country. And it involves allegations uh, from an independent now MP. Uh, but once upon a time, Kevin Vuong was a rising star running for the liberals in the riding of Trinity Spadina, Fort York. And uh, Vuong was the kind of candidate you would want. Entrepreneur, youth mentor, university lecturer, a reserve officer in the Royal Navy. I mean, that's A well-rounded candidate, you'd say, right? And then about four days leading up to the vote in the 2021 election, he's dropped as a liberal candidate when accusations of sex assault came up, an allegation uh, he feels was completely made up. He ended up winning the riding because his name was still on the, um, the ballot, of course, but his reputation was in tatters, and it would take him months and months of time to piece it together, concluding... He, too, was the target of a Chinese of Chinese meddling and believes he was the victim of a well-known espionage tactic called the honey trap. Kevin Vuong, independent MP in the riding of Trinity Spadina, Fort York, joins us now. Good to have you.
1: Thank you for having me, Alex.
0: We've been talking for a number of weeks, um, and I've kind of gotten to know your story. Um, you know, and it's a very twisted and, and confusing story, but it speaks to the issue of how um, nuanced and, and complicated Chinese interference is. Um, But you're under fire at this time. I want to go back so the listeners have an understanding. You're under fire four days before this election. This is a a winnable uh, riding for you, but then you're dropped as a candidate for the liberals because you're under fire for these allegations of sex assault that had been actually withdrawn by the time of the election and filed by a woman you once dated. And so when did it occur to you that something, and and you did defend yourself a lot, but when you're in that situation, uh, it doesn't matter what you say, you're going to be judged in the, in the court of public opinion. But when did it occur to you, Kevin, that something was not right?
1: I, I think, you know, probably at the be, beginning of this year. Um, what, you know, obviously I've been stewing over everything for a year and a half now. And with everything coming up, out about foreign interference, it started to, to really come together. You know, how did an allegation that was dealt with and withdrawn two years before the election... Um, magically resurfaced all of a sudden and again, four days before the election, right? Um, and if, you know, the person that I was briefly dating felt like at the time justice was not served, she had up to two years to have pursued justice if she felt it wasn't served. So why did she wait all of a sudden uh, until the election and, and only until... There were only four days left in in the election uh, until the election. And it just it just made no sense.
0: And there will be those who say, well, you didn't you knew about this, but you didn't say anything, which is a disqualifying factor. And and so here you are in the situation where you're accused of sex assault. The charge has been dropped. But in the court of a public opinion, people are saying, well, you should have told the party that.
1: Well, Alex, I I know you. I know you were on the crime desk, so you you know better than most Mm -hmm. how intentional lawyers are with the words that they choose, Um, right? So you would appreciate why a Crown prosecutor, at the height of the Me Too movement, I I might add, would choose to say, and I quote, it would not be in the public interest to proceed, end Mm -hmm. quote. How could it not be in the public interest to pursue such a serious charge? And if a charge is withdrawn, does it still exist?
0: Yeah, no, it's a specific way of saying there's no evidence to back this up. The charge is therefore dropped. So let's go back to to this woman who who made these allegations. Um, You know, obviously there was some relationship at some point, uh, but Mm -hmm. two years, um, a lot of people would say, well, two years. I mean, why would someone wait that long to cause trouble during an election? And so why would you then look back in time and say, well, that sounds to me like interference?
1: Well, it's, it's so weird. It's exactly like you said, right? Two years when when I was a regular on, on the radio, when I was on TV all the time for the different work that I was doing in the community and, and for the Navy, um, where I was in the public discourse, where she could have raised and said something. And, and then all of a sudden to, t- to, to come up four days before. I, I mean, you know, if, if we take a critical look at it, we know that the Liberals wouldn't have, have done, been behind it because they wouldn't shoot themselves in the foot. Conservatives aren't competitive in the riding. Mm-hmm. And the NDP would know better that if you really wanted to get my name removed from the ballot, you would need more than four days before an election. So who wouldn't know the nuances of Elections Canada and our democratic system? Maybe someone who, who doesn't live in a democracy. This fits the Chinese MO in, in terms of honey traps.
0: So you meet with CSIS. I mean, look, in all this time, you sit as an independent. I've, I've seen you in question period. I watch your stuff. Um, I keep an eye on stuff. And so I've seen you. Uh, you. You go ahead. You do your job. You find your place. Then in March of this year, obviously, now we're fully talking about, uh, I, I assume it's March of this year, we're talking about interference. You, you meet with CSIS to talk about your uh, concerns. Um, but that's a tough one because it's not something that you can really prove. And so what was their, their reaction?
1: Well, you know, I, I think they took what I had to share really seriously. Obviously, I, I can't get into the specifics mm-hmm. in terms of, of what we discussed, but I, I can say that I shared my observations and, and things that have been brought to my attention at all levels of government, um, because my riding of Spadina Fort York is home to Toronto's Chinatown. Mm-hmm. One in seven of, of my constituents are Chinese, so we would be a high priority target for the Chinese Communist Party.
0: yeah. and 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 you you kind of lay out that, and I don't know how how the liberals didn't screen this because I, I, I think I marked that you should probably have run for the conservatives, but your stance, I mean, you are Chinese. you, you um, you've openly though talked about being anti-communist. You uh, talk about uh, the fact that you you were the only I guess MP, Chinese uh, MP who marked uh, Taiwan's one hundred and eleventh anniversary of independent statehood. Uh, You've met with democratically elected members of Hong Kong's former government. uh, And, you know, you're a former director of the Chinese Canadian National Council. So it's no secret that you are against a lot of China's tactics. And then you would think that the liberals would have known that, you know, you're a critic of China. That probably doesn't fit their uh,
1: narrative. Yeah, I mean, my my parents were refugees, right? They were run out of their country by by communists. Um, You know, I was raised uh, to really be not just express gratitude, but give back to the very country that not only welcomed my parents, but gave them a place that they knew they could raise their family that embraced human rights, that embraced democracy. And so, you know, you don't have to be a political scientist to know that I would not be sympathetic to to the Chinese Communist Party.
0: So when you see all of this. You know, coming out uh, on Michael Chong, um you know, with the reports from Sam Cooper of Global, as well as you know Bob Fife and Stephen Chase, um, any of it surprise you? Uh,
1: unfortunately, no. And and it's it's so important. Like I, I really want to call on the Prime Minister to take immediate and appropriate action to protect individuals and our institutions. And and I have to say, you know, I commend CSIS and and the law enforcement members who are bringing to light these threats and who are doing their best to try to pursue some sort of action.
0: And so do you have concerns? I mean, Kenny Chu has spoken out about how he has been intimidated. There are people, as you know, who have come out. I don't know if Mr. Chong is going to speak publicly about if anything has happened, but we do know um, that they've got Chinese police stations here. We know that they intimidate the bully. speak But have you been bothered since?
1: Well, I, I mean... Since, since I was elected, I've had to put up with baseless attacks, racial slurs, and attacks on my character for almost two years. Um, and, and frankly, enough is enough. Um, you know, no bomb threat or, or anything else that people continue to try to intimidate us with is going to stop me from fighting for our democracy.
0: And do you agree that this diplomat uh, certainly involved or alleged to be involved in the Chong case should be uh, sent home?
1: Kick him out. Um, he should be declared as persona non grata I do not know why the government continues to dither on this I don't know why we continue to be a doormat that that we just put up the welcome map for for these you know these countries that clearly do not value uh, our democracy that respect our laws they need to be sent a message and they need to be sent home
0: how do you then proceed forward Dom? Mr. Fong, I mean, how do you go forward? Because a lot of people will look at this and say, well, there's maybe sour grapes here. Um, you know, I guess if this woman decides to come out publicly, she can she can talk. Uh, and we haven't heard anything from her. But, you know, where do you take this and how do you prove your case?
1: Well, well the thing is, Alex, someone came after me and by God, I'm going to go after them. Right. Because my name is is more important than any job on, on Parliament Hill, mm-hmm. right? And and I don't think any of your listeners would, would take what had happened to me, if it had happened to them, lying down, right? Um, it's, it's We only have one name, and and it doesn't matter how rich or poor your family is, how powerful they may or may not be. Our name is, is the only thing we have. So it's something that needs to be respected and stood up for. My name's been dragged through the mud uh, by people that, clearly have a political and, and nefarious agenda. And I'm going to continue to, to fight for that while also fighting for the things that matter to the people of Spadana, Fort York.
0: And I know just through conversations um, that you have names and you have uh, you have uh, things that you can lay out for ceases. And I'm not going to discuss them here, but I know that you know what you know and, and we'll let that process take its course. But will you run again? Uh,
1: you, you know what? I, I think everything is, is on the table. I've heard from constituents who have actually come to to really appreciate having an independent member of parliament who they know will yeah. champion the things that are important to them. Yeah. Um, and so I'll continue to to kind of listen to to what, frankly, the people of my riding want. Um, but for now, my focus is standing up for the issues that that they are, are raising um, with me, fighting uh, you know the challenges that they see with food inflation, uh, with housing unaffordability. And, of course, foreign interference, Yeah,
0: which, of course, in Chinatown is a very, very, very real concern. Uh, I very much appreciate uh, you chatting with me, Kevin. We will chat again, I hope.
1: Thank you so much for for the time. Um, You know, this is an issue that's really important to to not just my community, um, but to the country. It's something that my parents risked their lives to come to. um, And we have to stand up for our democracy.
0: 100 percent. Thank you. Kevin Wong is now a former Liberal MP and an independent. And uh, good on him for, for talking publicly. I'll wait and see where this one goes. Uh, but certainly, I never believed those allegations. And um, and they certainly uh, deserve to be investigated. So we'll watch. Don't forget, Alexander Trudeau testifies today at 4.30. The Trudeau Foundation is one side of this because you got to follow the dollar. But Then there's this whole other side. And if we've got sitting elected MPs, and I don't care what party they're from, if they are being intimidated, sacrificed, damaged, or or run out of uh, our electoral processes, it's not acceptable at all, period. And that's how it should be seen.
1: Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the great white north and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective.